Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? We have a little bit of a bonus show for you today. I, as always, am your host, Rob, joined by Jesse and Dave. And we have a special guest. We have Alexandra from Halloween, New England here. And she's going to tell us about some of the stuff that is going on around New England for the Halloween season. And um, we're going to talk about some other stuff as well. Alexandra, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here. So what I want to know first is how long have you been doing the Halloween New England and what got you started in this? Because just so everyone knows, Mm -hmm. she has so many social media pages. She's posting about literally every haunted location, movie festival, everything that's going on for the season. It's amazing. I've actually been using it the last few weeks just to like notate like for the five minutes that we have free between the three of us for the season maybe there's something we can sneak in and uh that's what i've been looking at so what gets you started in doing this oh well oh my goodness so it's our 10th year 10th year doing this uh 10th season of haunted houses halloween events pumpkin festivals ghost tours you name it um it originated just really the seed of the idea is wanting to go do this stuff myself and finding it a challenge to find what i was looking for so mm-hmm. um to give you an overview uh, halloween new england is a website that is really just a resource for anything related to halloween in the six new england states so if people are not local or very familiar with new england um, new england consists of maine new hampshire vermont Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. And I just focused on Halloween and horror adjacent events in those six particular states, really broken down and organized by categories. So you'll find pumpkin patches and ghost tours and haunted houses and haunted hay rides and horror movies and all that good stuff. And it's because it is a struggle to find those things independently. So Although um, the idea of a directory of events is really not a new innovation, uh, it, 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 there was really nothing out there that I was finding that had a comprehensive list of things and things that were also specific to this area. Um, one of the challenges I was also encountering was how out of date a lot of that information is. Um, or I might go to a, a site that might focus on Rhode Island Halloween, and I would find things from New Hampshire on there. <laughs> I would think, well, I specifically was looking for Rhode Island, and you're just sending me, you know, to another state. And, you know, in the case of Halloween New England, I just wanted to solve that problem, you know, for myself and put everything in, in kind of one place and, and make it organized. So I'd say the the way it's organized is very important to me. It needs to be user-friendly. You know, I obviously am building the site these days for everybody who uses it and and engages in it during the season, but I use it too. I spend, you know, basically from Labor Day until mid-November visiting Halloween events, haunted attractions, ghost tours, pumpkin festivals, horror movies. I do all of the things that I encourage other people to do. And, you know, I don't go looking elsewhere for that. I don't Google those things <laughs> because they're on my site. And a lot of the things on my site, you really can't find on Google because it, it takes a lot of research to put them all in one place. It does. I've, I've run into this issue. 
And uh, I think last year alone, I was taking the kids around and I'm like, let's find a corn maze. And mm -hmm. we went to three different farms that had advertised at some point on Google that they had yeah. a corn maze and none of them had it. I was going out of my mind. So we gave up no corn maze last year. Wish I knew about your website. <laughs> I wish you did too. I, and I will say, you know, one of the things about how it has certainly evolved, the Halloween New England has evolved through the years. There was a point where I would have daytime corn mazes as well as the nighttime ones. At this point, I'm really focusing more on the spooky stuff. So I'm sorry, Jesse. <laughs> I don't have a list of all the daytime corn mazes for you and the kids, but if you are uh, looking for, I know, although I could point you in some directions, that's for sure. <laughs> I do know where they exist. I do have that information. I just don't focus on the daytime stuff for the Halloween site any, uh, anymore, but, um, but I do have uh, haunted corn mazes and also flashlight corn mazes, which if people aren't familiar with what that is, it is a non-haunted experience where you get to go through a corn maze you know, under the light of the moon and you just wander through, you know, it's usually a, you bring a flashlight. And sounds like a, it's just, it's just a great way to die. It's a good way to just yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, I, it's not meant to be haunted, but to be completely honest, it, you know, it's very spooky. <laughs> and, and all yeah. until, you know, I've, I've certainly been through a, a flashlight corn maze, which again, you know, no one's in there trying to pop out at you. No one's trying to scare you, but, you know, have some, you know, a possum that, it just kind of, you know, trucks across my path while <laughs> I'm going through. And that's plenty scary because, of course, nature is still there. And that alone is, you know, un it's certainly surprising and, and not something that you expect. And, you know, of course, corn mazes are at farms, right? And, you know, farms, I'll say, they're kind of all over the map in terms of how frequently they update their sites. So it can be a bit of a challenge. Um, it's yeah. not uncommon to have, you know, a farm that, that doesn't have a proper website. They just have a Facebook presence. Um, and sometimes that Facebook presence is like a personal page <laughs> with, with the farm name on it. And so it, it can definitely be a challenge sometimes to pin down what those corn mazes are, especially if you're willing to drive for one. Um, people tend to just know about the things that are at the farms in their own community, but it can be a bit trickier to find those farms that are, you know, offering it and what their schedule is. Some farms not even just, not even just the farms, but some of these like smaller town haunts. Like you, you mm -hmm. look them up online and you call them, yeah. and it's just some dude's cell phone, and you yes. woke him up and he's pissed, <laughs> yes. and that now you got to go fight him, and no one wants to do that. <laughs> except for Dave. This is true. This is true. So um, that could be a home haunt that you're talking about, which sometimes <laughs> home haunts are, you know, home haunts or yard haunts are usually held as, as the name implies at someone's personal residence. And those are, um, they're not typically all across my site. There, there's so many incredible home haunts and yard haunts that really fly under the radar. Um, like you said, it might just have a phone number <laughs> and a flyer hanging up at the local yeah. coffee shop, or it's just one of those word of mouth things. They don't necessarily, I'd say most of them do not have websites. Maybe they have a Facebook page, you know, dedicated to that. And they're often just open, you know, Halloween weekend. So it might be two or three nights. Um, and those are a labor of love, but they require a lot of work to research and to find them because there are so many. And Halloween New England, for the most part, just focuses on pro-haunted attractions, professional haunted attractions, which are held at an independent location rather than a residence. So that when people are finding those particular um, types of haunted attractions on my site, 
they're finding ones that are, again, usually have, they're being inspected by the local, you know, building and fire inspectors. They carry insurance, have security. They have just a different standard in place. So those are the ones you'll typically find on my haunt guides on Halloween New England. But there are certainly some yard haunts that are listed in the events guide. Um, and they're, you know, they're usually oftentimes they're free or they're, they're fundraising for the local food pantry. And they're, they're also very worthwhile to, to check them out. Yeah, one of my Actually, favorite good. one of my favorite haunts of all time, like for for locally, started as mm -hmm. a home haunt. Mm. And it was actually, I don't know if you'll remember this one, but the Ghoulie Manor, they did it at the Taunton <gasps> Mall. And you and you're <sighs> like, why the hell is there a haunted house at a mall? It's mm. not going to be good. And it was actually mm. one of the best houses that I had ever been to. I'm so sad it's not there anymore. But yeah, just it was just themed and you went through every room made sense to the haunted house. And, yes. you know, some of these haunted houses, they're scary and stuff, but it's like mm -hmm. you walk into one room, that's a classroom and the next one's mm -hmm. like a whole different setting. And you're like, mm -hmm. this was a manor. You went into mm -hmm. the kitchen, you went down the halls, you went, me and Jesse actually got to work in the haunt one night because we were doing oh. a different show. We were awful, by the way, we did not compare <laughs> anybody. No scares happened. No scares yeah. happened in our corner of the map. Yeah, we, we made sure. We, if you came by, we you just wait. We were just like, yeah, we don't. We're, we're you're those guys. Yeah, we're the ones yeah. who just stare at you and never move and interact. Yeah. I've, I've, I've we tried. Yeah. We kept trying new things. Like like I so I tried like standing real still because like we had like the full blown makeup. Like they had their pros mm -hmm. like do the makeup on us and everything. Mm -hmm. So we looked cool. And I'm just standing still. I'm like, oh, if I stand super still, they'll not even notice that I'm a real person. But meanwhile, yeah. I have a GoPro strapped to my forehead and it's blinking. <laughs> so the person that walked by is like, I see your camera. I'm like, shut your, oh. mouth. Shut your mouth right now. Shut your mouth. I'm going to scare the person behind you. It's kind <laughs> of a dead giveaway. No yeah, way to shut so up. You, I'm so glad you brought up Ghoulie Manor because they, oh, they did such a beautiful haunt. And you're right. It was at the mall. But, you know, when you think about malls, they're – there's a lot of empty space, empty real estate at malls. And then yep. there's a lot of, um, a lot Especially of square now. footage that needs to be filled. And it, you know, th there absolutely are haunts that are at malls and it's, a, I think a great use for them. Um, one of the, the things that of course, an indoor attraction or in, in case a mall is that you kind of get drive by traffic, right? Mm -hmm. But you're also, you know, not having to contend with the weather, which is a real challenge for a lot of outdoor haunters. But, um, Manor, I've been there and I, I totally agree with you. They had such a special haunt, the level of detail that went in there. Um, you know, just even the, you know, I, I remember just like even the lamps, the lighting that they chose. And I'm not talking about scene lighting. I'm talking about prop lighting, you know, a lamp on a table or a lamp in a corner, um, you know, the sconces, the, you know, everything was so beautifully done. And I agree that consistent theme throughout, you know, from the very start, the very first room, right to the end, where I believe you ended in the graveyard. That's where was, we were. Yeah, you were in the <laughs> graveyard. We were. <laughs> where actors go to die. <laughs> Literally. We, we, oh man, we were not good. That's where their acting career died for sure. <laughs> started it, started and ended right there. Yeah. yeah. What a very challenging thing it is to be yeah. a haunt actor, how incredibly exhausting it is, um, the stamina that's required to do it for an evening, much less a whole weekend or a four day, you know, four days of haunting, you know, like a Thursday through Sunday. It's very, very challenging uh, what haunt actors do. They really are a remarkable um, breed.
It is. Yeah, you have certainly. you have to be on all the time. Like you're just all like you're on all the time, and you're resetting all the time. So it's like you're not just continuously flowing through. It's like I just did this for thirty seconds. I have fifteen seconds to reset, and I have to do mm -hmm. it again. On a busy night, how do you deal with the constant stream of people coming through, right? How do you still be an effective actor when you have just a constant stream of people, you know, in late October coming, coming, you know, right through without a break? And it's very oh, and you're in makeup the whole time, by the way. So oh, yeah, and sweating and gross. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, when you guys were indoors at Ghoulie Manor, right? I mean, Lisa's in the mud <laughs> New Hampshire after a week of rain, you know? And, uh, and of course, it's, you know, she, we're, we're recording, you know, on October 1st, but in her, you know, it's still nice out, right? It's still really nice out. You think of what those actors are doing and, you know, up in Maine, outdoors in late October, how cold it gets. I remember seeing there was a corn maze, a haunted corn maze in Vermont who basically just opens like the last week in, of September and maybe the first weekend of October. And they're like, okay, it gets too cold. <laughs> we we gotta, they end their haunted, their haunted attraction season you know, wow. three or three weeks early because um, it just gets too cold. So they, they have a very short season and they do it <laughs> really, really early on in the fall. So we're obviously we love haunted houses. We love going to them. Mm. Um, I love I like, hearing that. I like the idea of your, your site because now I can kind of be like, all right, so this is going to happen here. This will work with this part of the schedule. Mm. Cause I'm just, I have one right down. I, I, I live right down the street from Barris haunted mansion. So I just go there because okay. it's just right there. And it's usually, yeah. it's Which usually is, good enough. What a gift, right? What a gift right. to live so close to a really terrific haunt. But I got to step it up. I got to switch it up. So I'm going to do that. But uh, so you also cover ghost tours and haunted mm -hmm. places as well. Obviously, we're a ghost show. We do love Halloween. Mm -hmm. It is spooky season. Tis the season. But yeah, what are some of the ghost tours that you cover and, and what have gotten the best reviews? Which ones are the best ones? Well, you know, the thing about having a Halloween website is that you realize pretty quickly that everyone has a very different taste and what is spooky, scary, good, uh, uh, lackluster. I mean, it really runs the gamut what people's opinions are. I'm sure you certainly encounter this all the time, too. People can be very opinionated. So I tend oh, to steer clear yes. of reviews, but I will only speak from my experience. One of the there's um. A, a great go. There's two that really stand out to me. Um, down in Mystic, Connecticut, there's Seaside Shadows, and they have two locations. I don't know if you've ever been. They have. They do a couple of ghost tours in Mystic, so a very historic area. They do one at a historic burial ground, and then that's their you know their their uh, graveyard ghost tour, and then they do a downtown Mystic ghost stroll. And they've been doing it for, I think they've also been around for 10 years doing this. And then last year they expanded into Westerly, Rhode Island, which if no one's ever been to Westerly, that's a really charming uh, town as well. Very yeah. close to the Connecticut border. And they do a gorgeous ghost tour there as well. And they're chock full of history, haunted history, very, very well-researched tours, beautifully presented. Um, the owner, you know, she's really just a superstar in her own right, the way that she has crafted these scripts, the way that she delivers the tours, but she has an excellent uh, group of guides as well who really, you know, keep the standard very high. 
Um, I, she's been doing it for a long time. I've been to, I think all of her tours and she does a ton of events as well. She'll do like a spooky story dinner, you know, at a, at a, at a haunted inn in mystic. She'll do, she's doing one, um, at the tapped apple in Westerly, Rhode Island, which they do hard cider, uh, there and they'll do spooky stories and tastings. She does a lot of things, even at local libraries. She's written books about haunted history. She's a really remarkable person. Um, her name is Courtney, Courtney, uh, McInvale, and she just does an incredible job. I also up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which gosh, that's a spooky city, right? With a ton of history. They, there's New England Curiosities, a woman named Roxy Zwicker, who does a tremendous job. Um, she's been doing it for years, and she, I mean, she's also a superstar <laughs> in her own right. She just, uh, her stories are so well done. I, 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 I don't know whether you take a lot of ghost tours, but I've always been very impressed by how, um, how much research has gone into them, how, you know, sometimes they'll have a lot of visuals where they'll, you know, kind of pass around pictures of things that they're talking about to help people kind of see what something looked like at a certain time or show, you know, an old newspaper clipping, you know, with a headline. Um, when they can bring in some of those extra elements to help people understand and come away with a sense of um, not just haunted history, but just local New England history, Right. It's a very enriching experience. And um, I think what I love about going on a ghost tour is that you will see people really from every walk of life. You know, you see people of every age. Sometimes you'll see, you know, kids who are mature enough, you know, because of course a lot of ghost tour content can be a bit on the grisly side. So sometimes you might have kids who are mature enough to be able to attend with their parents. You'll see people who are tourists just coming through, you know, we're looking for something to do. There's a, a tour company out of Block, Block Island, you know, in uh, in Rhode Island, which, again, you think. Shout out to Holly even... and Rick. Yeah. Hey, okay, there you go. So and they do an incredible job, right? They've really yep. expanded a lot, even added an escape room. Just what an incredible thing that they've done that in their little corner, you know, their their very specific nook that's not easy to get to, but very worthwhile to make it out to Block Island to be able to have a very special experience that's very thoughtful and um, you know, presented with a great deal of care. I I think ghost tours are a wonderful way for people to get immersed in the season. I mean, I, I don't I have to sell you guys on this, right? But it's like a wonderful way for people to get immersed in the season because not it's, everybody likes to to get scared or, or be startled right. in the way, but it absolutely puts them on edge and, you know, intrigues them, which I, I love. But it's also a great way, even off season, to go mm, and learn about the place around. that you're going to. So I went to Nashville in February. And obviously, I love ghosts and all that stuff. So one of the first mm -hmm. things I did in Nashville was go on the ghost tour. And mm -hmm. I learned a lot about Nashville through yes. the ghost tour. So I think it's a great way. We have people that come up to Salem every October. You're psychopaths, by the way, if you go to Salem in October. It is, it is insanity. <laughs> Pro hack, go in September. But go on the ghost <laughs> tour and you'll you'll learn so much about the city and places around it not just about the witches but about buildings there like who owned it you're going to learn some haunted facts of course as well but you yes. just learned so much about these places going on these tours 
I saw a video. I couldn't have taking... said it better. Yeah, so true. So, so true. There's a ton of local history that you would just never necessarily come across if you, you know, because there aren't necessarily history tours everywhere you go, right? Yeah. There isn't, but there often are ghost tours in cities. So, yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah. Dave, what were you saying? You saw a video of... Yeah, of uh, Salem, October 1st, literally today, and it's a mob scene, as if it were Halloween. It's already, like, yeah. just crazy. It's crazy how, like, you go from September to, like, October, like a light switch, and Salem is just bananas. Well, and yeah, today I mean, was a gorgeous October 1st day to be in Salem. Yeah. I mean, I have a sunburn from today. <laughs> so it is, we did actually did have someone from our team, our newest team member, Rachel, did go up to Salem today on October 1st, but she... She is undaunted by crowds and and the the chaos that Salem might bring, and uh, she just soaks it up. So, uh, for me, I, I agree. September is more my speed in Salem, but you know, she's Rachel's fearless. She's all about <laughs> really, really getting the full thing. So that she she headed right. up there today. I've been enjoying some pictures from that too. Yeah, I would recommend if people haven't done Salem in October at all then you, you should experience it once. I mean, it, it, yes, you're going to have a massive crowd. Yes, you should probably take the train because you won't find parking or however you want to get there. But it, it's, you know, it's an experience and it's a city that isn't really built for that kind of a crowd, but they do it. Don't expect to get a seat at a restaurant. You know, expect to wait to grab a drink at a bar, you know, and, and expect a lot of a lot of people. But it's it's an experience. I've experienced it. I won't do it again. But, but I love Salem. We do try to go every single year, but usually we're doing July, August, maybe September, but even September now is getting crazy out there. So it's, uh, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, an experience, but I mean, some people are, are all about that. They're all about being in giant crowds and absolutely not being able to find parking. <laughs> yeah, some people very much are. I, I highly recommend parking at the Swampscott MBTA, taking yeah. the commuter rail in and walking yeah. that mile. You will thank me later. <laughs> or get there super early because you can get parking mm -hmm. if you get there super early. But it is, mm -hmm. it is, as Jesse said, an experience. You should experience it once, yeah. but then you go back another month and you do it right where you can actually get into everywhere you wanted to see. Mm -hmm. So as, as you've been doing this, as we start to wind this interview down a little bit, you do the ghost tours, you go to the haunted houses, you're doing movie festivals. Is there a thing you look forward to the most? And is there something that has shocked you that you just really enjoyed that you've come across over the years? If that makes sense. Gosh. Because uh, so you're while you're talking, that's a tricky one. Yeah. But I definitely know. I mean, I, I, as far as what I look forward to every year to me. Um, so there's a haunted attraction up in Lee, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. at a farm and it's called haunted overload and it is a you know world-renowned haunted attraction people really do come from absolutely around the country on a regular basis every year to come to see you know this in this little you know rural corner of new hampshire uh, haunted overload is halloween personified for me in a lot of ways um, it is if you have not been it's an outdoor haunted trail it is full of these incredible creatures that are built as high as the treetops. They use mostly organic materials, so a lot of wood strapping, building these, you know, there's even like this huge Komodo dragon that they built that you can walk through and underneath. Have any of you guys been to Haunted Overload? No, we need to. Now. Oh my gosh, well, yes, I mean, it is, 
it really is a bucket list haunted attraction, period. The fact that it happens to be in New England is an incredible gift to those of us who are within driving distance of it or can take a quick, you know, overnight there. Um, it is very colorful. It Everything is very... Um, exaggerated proportion so when you walk through you're walking through has you know you're you're dwarfed by these huge creatures that have been built these giant you know grim reapers or these huge skulls that you walk underneath um, and castles and a train that comes you know the, the build that comes through the ceiling and of course the haunted mansion that they built there um, the person who is the owner, I mean, it started as a yard haunt, as many pro-haunted attractions originated, and his is no exception. He just kept outgrowing, outgrowing, outgrowing his parents' yard, <laughs> and then eventually moved to uh, one location, and then eventually has landed at where he is now, which is Demerit Hill Farm. I think he's been there. He might have been there a solid, like, 12 years is my guess at this particular farm, Um why I love it so much is that they have a variety of ways that you can experience it. So you can experience it as a haunted attraction mm. where, you know, everything you would expect in the sense that you have characters who are in, you know, makeup and costume and they're, you know, jumping out at you, creeping you out, stalking you, all of that, that kind of haunted experience that you would expect. And But they also have what's called Fright Light. And Fright Light is an actor-free experience. So there's no actors, no, you know, nobody popping out at you. But they have all the lights and the fog. And you're just walking through it, you know, foggy haunted trail with the sound. And, you know, they have a wonderful sound system there, which I don't know if people would realize what a difference that makes. But to have a, a sound system, you can actually feel it rumbling through your body as you walk through the trail. It's very intense. Um, and what is nice about Fright Light is that people are encouraged to take photographs, which is really an incredible opportunity because the haunt is so jaw-droppingly beautiful. Um, it's extremely artistic and it's just like nothing you've ever seen before. And the, the best way to kind of, to, you know, poorly describe it. It really falls short of this, but it's to, it feels like you're walking through, you know, Tim Burton's imagination, you know, created in a haunted trail form, um, but, you know, to the nth degree. And so the, they have the Fright Light, which is a scare-free experience. They have the regular haunt show, but they also open up on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sunday afternoons. I think they open at 10 a.m., maybe till 4 or 5 p.m., and for short money, I want to say, you know, under 15 bucks, it might even be 12 bucks, you can go through during the daytime and there's no scares, there's no sound, you know, nothing like that. It's just that gorgeous to walk through during the daytime. And there's something very magical about walking through the New Hampshire woods with the foliage and the leaves kind of, you know, crunching under your feet. And you can just absorb this beautiful haunted attraction that is as gorgeous and as stunning in the daytime in the pure daylight as it is at night under the scene lights. Um, it is a very unique experience. So this year, I, so I, it's something that I absolutely do every year. Um, I personally like to, for me, it's a bit of a hike to get up there. And I've done it enough years where I've had to drive back to Massachusetts and the very in those dark, you know, foggy New Hampshire nights in late October to realize it's time to spring for a hotel. So I recommend people stay in nearby Dover is a great place to look for some hotels. 
Um, so I'll stay in Dover, which is about 10, 15 minutes away. And I'll go to the haunted house at night. And then the next morning I'll get up and grab my coffee and head over to haunted overload and walk through with, you know, drinking my coffee and just enjoying the trail. And every picture that you take is, you know, the best picture you've ever taken. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. Everything is, is, um, it's very unique, and we're extremely fortunate to have a haunt of that caliber. Uh, one thing I'll mention is that the Haunted Overload is one of three haunted attractions that's participating in what is called the Legendary Haunt Tour, which is a national haunt tour that happens every every November, and they visit a different pocket of the country every year. So they might be in Chicago one year, or in, uh, you know, they might be down in Florida one year. So this year they're coming and they build it as the Salem Legendary Haunt Tour. But the haunts that are participating are um, Haunted Overload, Fright Kingdom, which is in Nashua, and also Barrett's Haunted Mansion, which is in Abington, Mass. And the three, these are three, you know, long time haunted attractions with a very high caliber, per, you know, production value and, um, you know, long history. And this tour draws people from around the country every year. It happens in November. And it's what's very unique about it is you get behind the scenes tours. You get to go through without the normal crowds. It's just the people who've signed up for this tour. Um, it's primarily people who are super haunt fans and also many haunters, pro, you know, professional haunters from around the country. Some who have some of the largest haunted attractions around the country will hop on this tour and come to our, you know, our area of New England to be able to go, you know, see these attractions. And then they'll get to spend a you know, portion of their time in Salem on one of the days of you know, just to kind of kick around and enjoy Salem. So, you know, of course, Salem in November, it's a very good time to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a, a nice seed to go in, in, in November. Um, and Haunted Overload is one of those haunts that is chosen during that time. So, yeah, you know, I, I will say Haunted somewhere. Overload does get super crowded, you know, in October, you got to get tickets in advance for it. But the tour, the Legendary Haunter is a unique way to check it out. So. Yeah, I'm just looking at some pictures of Haunted Overload right now. I have seen pictures of this before on Instagram. I, I've never yeah. been here, but it looks unreal. I'm going to have to play it. It is unreal. There. I don't think yeah. I want to miss out on this. I don't yeah. want to wait till No, you year. don't. You we'll don't. Have, we'll and have I to would... make it happen. Yeah, we're going to You have do. This. You Oh, you should. You absolutely have to do it. And you will think, how do I live in New England? I've never been here. And I did not know how much I needed to prioritize this experience in my life. And I would, I would really, again, I don't know how far it is for you to get there, but if you have the opportunity to do both the nighttime show and the daytime show, it's worth it. You really, if you have the chance to do both, you'll be so glad that you worked it out to do that. Um, what I will sometimes do is if I go up and do the daytime show, you know, after I walk through, I might head over to, you know, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is a gorgeous city just to, you know, have dinner, kick around, enjoy that beautiful city, and then head back for the evening show. But I, if anyone is hearing this and thinking of Haunted Overload, you absolutely have to get tickets in advance. They do sell out. It does get quite crowded, but they do limit the tickets that they sell. Um, and I should be super clear that the only times that you can take pictures are the fright light experiences and the daytime experiences. Photos are encouraged. But um, the regular haunt show with the actors popping out, there's no cameras allowed. <laughs> so yeah. keep that in mind. Well, we'll have to find 
some time to do that in between mm-hmm. us actually going to places like the Oliver House and SK mm-hmm. Pierce Mansion and going and doing ghost investigations to go do ones that wind us down, which are haunted attractions, right? So. <laughs> Isn't that funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> the anyway. inverted experience for most. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh-huh. Mm. Anyways, Alexander, it's been amazing. Thank you for coming on and sharing some of these places that we are definitely going to have to um, mm. check out. Do you want to just plug where people can find Halloween New England? Yeah, so HalloweenNewEngland.com. You can find us also on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. But I will say, you know, even though we push a lot of information out through the social channels, the website's where it lives. So there's 2,500 Halloween events, individual Halloween events in the six New England states between Labor Day and mid-November. So those live on the website. Um, as well as an additional over 400 Halloween attractions. So if you want anything, little things, big things, free things, fancy VIP experiences, there's such a range of things that you can experience. And I really have them all in one place, but the website's the place to look for it. If you love something specific, like let's say you love ghost tours and you want to go to Maine, you can, you can find all the ghost tours that are you know existing in Maine. Um, if you love haunted houses and you think, I want to go to Connecticut and do all the haunted houses, you're going to find everything in one place. And if you're short on ideas, you can punch in your zip code and then you can, you'll be given a list of all the things from the database that are near you. So there's a lot of different ways. I think a lot of people enjoy browsing it and just coming across unexpected things that they did not know happened So or, or, or are happening. Um, you know, Again, many of those events are free as well. A lot of them are just small community events and then also some really big things like you know those big haunted attractions as well, big pumpkin festivals. Absolutely. Well, it is Halloween season. October has officially started. We're excited about that. And, um, you know, for me, every time I go to a city, I'm like, find me the ghost tour. And this is a great way to figure out if you're going to a city, find out what ghost tours are there because you want to learn about the history. You want to learn about the ghosts. And if you already know about the ghosts in the history, then you get to go on that ghost tour and find out if they get anything wrong. Like Rob does. I don't get anything wrong ever. (laughs) No, no, I'm not saying you get anything wrong. I'm saying you go on ghost tours and you correct them. Oh, well, every not. tour guide is yes. going to give their own twist on it, right? Every tour guide is going to bring their own flavor of the things that they that's, really That's what Rob calls it, too. So he, calls, vary. he calls it a twist when he just gets everything <laughs> wrong about stuff. It's, it's a unique spin on mm. on reality. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. He has a unique twist on pronouncing people's names and town names and all sorts of it things. It is bedcloth, right, and I will die on this hill. <laughs> anyways alexandra thank you so much for joining us make sure you go check out halloween new england um and if you are looking for halloween events to do remember friday october 20th in plymouth massachusetts you can join us at second wind brewery where we will be celebrating our 100th episode and october 28th we will be back in plymouth doing a convention there where we'll be doing a live podcast as well so make sure you go check out those events go check out all the fabulous haunted hotels i think it's the first time i've ever said the word fabulous um but it happens so like we're it. Just gonna, yeah well i probably it won't must do it be again me. i'm rubbing off on you it's definitely in my repertoire <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for us everybody we'll catch you later peace